0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blaze Experience. This is episode four. We are back to talk about Sea of Thieves again. This is our post-launch special. As it came out a couple days ago, and we've had a lot of great experience with it, but there's also been some issues, so we're going to get into what the developers said about those issues, talk to our special guest about his experiences, and a little about leading his fleet. We're going to talk about some of our launch experiences, and before we get into that, I will introduce our guest. First, we have our usual co-host, my friend, the amazing
1: Drew, also known as Mr. Noob. How are you, Drew? Oh, I'm going well today, Derek. Thanks for the uh, intro once again. Good to be back and discussing this awesome, awesome game. Definitely. I've had a lot of fun with this so far. Uh, Well, I've been doing nothing but playing the game. Um, I haven't really gone to work either. I called in sick the first day it came out. I decided to keep that going for the second day, and now I'm on a four-day book-off. So, six days of Seven of Thieves, can't really complain. Yeah,
0: I barely slept myself. I just sleep for an hour here or there, and then I jump back in. So, I
1: haven't slept too much. Alright, How are you finding it so far? I mean, what are you finding since we've jumped in? What's What's been your, your, your best thing so far? Honestly, liking facing the new Skeletons so far,
0: which we'll get into a little more later, but I'm definitely liking that variety that we didn't have in the betas, so the new Skeletons are definitely a plus for me.
1: All right. So I guess we should probably jump in and uh, introduce our third panel member today. You want to do the honors? Yes, we have
0: a special guest today. Our first special guest. Like we teased in the last episode, he is a leader of one of the fleets of Sea of Thieves. He is a leader of the Fortune Fleet. Please welcome our guest, Serio NDB. How are you, Sirio?
2: Hello guys, thank you for having me in the Blaze experience, I'm really happy to be here.
1: Welcome, Sirio, good to have you here. How are you finding the game so far?
2: Well, I'm loving it. Honestly, I'm having a lot of fun, great times with uh, Sea of Thieves. Ever since I've got into the technical alpha up to right now, I've probably sunk around like 500 hours of gameplay, and it's been a blast. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, it's really fun.
0: Same here, I, I haven't sunk that many hours into it, definitely a lot less, but I'm enjoying it just the same. How about you, Drew?
1: Uh, I've been in since the second or third technical alpha, so probably around the same amount of hours as Sirio. but, you know, we may have had very different experiences. But, you know, it's it's been an interesting uh, a journey to get here, so, you know, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen now uh, post-launch. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's going to be exciting. Because as it is, it's a game as service, so content is going to be pushed all the time. And from what I've seen, Rare has been very straightforward with us and has been really excited to participate in with us in the creation of Sea of Thieves. It's really fun.
0: I agree. I think it's only going to get better from here. I mean, as they said, once you hit Legend, the experience doesn't stop there. It only just starts, mm-hmm. basically. So once you hit Legend, that's only the start of your experience.
1: Well, there's a talk of a legendary ship when we get level 50 with all three factions, so I'm interested to see how that works, because at the moment we just get a Galleon or a Sloop. So how that other ship's going to come into play, if it does come in, um, I'm sort of waiting to find out how that's going to factor in.
2: Well, I think since the game's always been promoted as a no vertical progression, I think it's going to be a reskin of either your Sloop or your Galleon, making it more... Fantastical, more magical than anything, but I don't think it's gonna be stronger per se. I don't think it's gonna be right. a different type of ship either. I think we're just gonna get more customization on possible on our ships, like change change the lamps or stuff like that. You know,
0: right? Or maybe they'll have like a different look somehow. You know, maybe the exterior of the ship will look a little bit different, just to distinguish it, even if we don't customize it. But mm-hmm. that's probably about all of it. But we can start getting into our first big topic of the day. The developers have released an update. Basically, there's been a lot of problems for players in their experience so far, and they released an update to talk about these problems. So they outlined six different things that were their main focuses so far. Their top focus is getting players into the game. I know personally I had an experience where the first day I couldn't get into the game for a little while, and basically they've pinpointed the peak times at 9am to 2pm GMT which for other players in the world, that's 5am to 10am EDT or 2pm to 7pm PDT. Did either of you guys have a f- server issues getting into the game?
1: I was able to get in the game as a solo uh, player, so, because obviously the matchmaking didn't factor too much into it. But any time I went to go for a two-person sloop or a free or four-person four galleon, we well, just kept getting the uh, the beard error over and over again. So my first 10 hours in the game was just me by myself. And it's good to do a few hours by yourself, but for a game where they promote you in a crew... It was very lonely when I first started the game. But thankfully they fixed those issues now and we can we can group up.
2: The game launched at midnight on the eastern coast of uh, North America. And when I started playing, well, when the game launched, I had to wait, I think, two hours before I could access the game with my crew because I teamed up with a bunch of guys from Fortune, Bullhammer, Thor, and Aeronome. And we were just hitting that enter and getting graybearded all the time. But eventually we got in and we played five or six hours straight. And it went pretty well. We didn't have any issues... The occasional disconnect but because of server stability, but other than that it went well. I think it was a pretty smooth launch, at least for me. But I understand that a lot of people had troubles, but it's to be expected. A game with that magnitude and relying on connections like that, it's to be expected, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no no launch goes a hundred percent perfect. So considering the issues that we did have, uh, it wasn't as though nobody could play the game. So that's obviously one up on a lot of launches that are out there. But You know, all things considered, it was a pretty smooth launch.
0: Right, I'd agree with that too. I mean, I only had the issues when I first got into the game, but ever since I got in once, I've never had a problem since. So I think they've pretty much hammered out most of those issues by now, but I know they do have some scheduled server maintenance coming up. So just to mention that, at those peak times of 9am to 2pm GMT on Saturday, March 24th and Tuesday, March 27th, they will be doing server maintenance for that, so... The game will probably be down during those times, so just keep that in mind for anyone. But for anyone that's still having matching issues normally, they have said to try matching with a crew that's already in-game, so instead of matching up with your friends ahead of time, just try to randomly match up and you might get in the game faster.
1: Yeah, it's just to get you in the game, but I have had a few issues where I've done that and then I've been put with a crew that don't communicate, don't know what's going on, and it makes the whole uh, experience less enjoyable. So Mm -hmm. I can understand what they're saying to get you in the game quicker, but then when you're in the game and to not have fun because of the situation you've been put in, you know, it's probably not the best way to solve that either.
2: Yeah, I think that one of the main issues about the game is that you sometimes get stuck with a crew that is unresponsive and it's not fun. But when I first started playing Sea of Thieves, when I first logged into uh, the technical offer and I hit that enter and I got matched up with a crew they didn't know about, I honestly had the best time. The game was completely new and wonderful. And the fact that I was mixed up with people that I didn't know added to that mystery and that magic that is omnipresent in Sea of Thieves. So I think it has a downside, but at the same time, it's it's positive when it works out fine. But yeah, it's kind of a gamble and it's not fun for some people to gamble.
0: Yeah, I've kind of had the same thing where I've met some people that are really great that were just like random people that joined my crew and they turned out to be amazing and I play with them since. But then I met some people that obviously didn't communicate ever. So it's kind of a hit or miss thing where you're gonna meet someone that, you know, really wants to try to communicate and play with the crew and then some people don't. So it's hit or miss either way.
1: You've got a few people that just join for the sake of griefing as well. So Right. I've I mean noticed we've that had too. people that, you know, are on the ship and by going for this method which they're talking about where you join a, a session already in progress where you'll find that maybe two or three of you are doing all the work, and one person just sits there, but they're the leader of the party, so you can't really get rid of them, um, and they're just taking up time. Or when you go onto the, the island to go and get treasure or kill a, a pirate or something, they're pulling up the anchor and crashing the ship into, you know, <laughs> islands and stuff. So, yeah. you know, as, as Syria did say, there's the good part of it, where you meet new people that you never otherwise would have spoken to. And there's this mm-hmm. bad part of it where you've got a fully loaded deck of treasure and skulls and merchant stuff, and then you've got some idiot on your ship just crashing into the side of rocks. It's, yeah, right.
2: Yeah, I guess when you first start playing the game and you have no clue how the game's played and everything, Crash to Islands is, is more fun than anything, you know? But the more you get experience, the more you see mistake, those are actually mistakes, and you're like, ah, oh, so, like, you don't really enjoy crashing into islands as much, and. We don't enjoy making those mistakes as much. But I think that since the game is brand new, we people are going to get more conscious of those kind of missteps. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to go away soon. But yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. It's really a pain in the ass. When someone drops the anchor and they're not supposed to be dropping the anchor. And you're like, oh, it just tears my heart.
1: It's not so bad in a sloop, but when that happens on a galleon, you're just like, Jesus, now it's got to take ages to lift this anchor.
0: Yeah, that's true. No, because a lot of times they don't have a, a clue what the plan is because they're not communicating. So then when they try to do their own thing, it just screws everything up for everyone else. So I would definitely recommend for anyone that's new, just try and communicate. Even if you're not using a mic, just use the verbal, nonverbal communications that are in the game. And then as long as you're helping them, then they'll probably keep you around.
2: Yeah, and they've added the text uh, chat. So when you're on PC, you hit T and you, st- you type your stuff out. It works fine. There's actually there's tools for you to be able to communicate, and the non-verbal communication is actually pretty pretty tight, and it serves its purpose.
0: Right. And I don't know if there's a way to do it on Xbox yet, but I definitely have seen what you're saying.
2: Chat the chat no, but the non-verbal communication yeah. Hit the D pads. Yeah.
1: The, the Xbox is pretty much just press up on your uh, direction key, and you'll basically get. Your, is it up or down? I can't remember. I'm not using the. I think the it's game up at the moment, but. It's stuck on your D-pad because um, ones for your remotes and then ones for your like stuff like dancing and talking and all that sort of stuff. I mean, looking at the rest of our developer update stuff too, uh, they did mention the issues with players getting rewards like your Black Dog pack and even in-game stuff where you're getting delays before you get your gold and your um, your reputation. Have you guys experienced that at all?
0: Yeah, I definitely have. They said their second biggest issue is rewards being delayed, and by rewards they mean pretty much golden reputation essentially what's happening is all queuing up in their message server and people are getting those rewards eventually but there's so many people trying to cash in that it's just taking a long time for the servers to catch up so what they have said is Mm -hmm. try and stay in game and if you stay in game it'll help it catch up faster but if you leave the game then basically you're going back to issue number one and you're trying to get back into the game which is stressing the servers out more so If you're having those issues, try and stay in the game and it will update. But I have experienced that. I have experienced delayed achievements. Um, They have mentioned temporarily missing items is one of the issues. Really, the only issues I haven't experienced are performance issues on the Xbox One, which they talk about, and players not receiving the Black Dog Pack.
1: I mean, the thing that I found is a good workaround for that as well is if you just basically log out or log in, it seems to just refresh it and I get my rewards and everything as soon as I log back in. So sometimes it's just uh like a little jump start of you you know, turn it off, turn it back on again. The classic IT sort of line. Sometimes that's all it needs to do to work as well.
2: Yeah, that's what I've been doing when I haven't received my um my gold or my rep. I just log it out. But yeah, it's an issue. Not the end of the world issue because in the end everyone gets their stuff. I think the main issue and the most troubling one is when you spawn without your weapons or gear, that's annoying as hell. It is, yeah. Because you're actually handicapped by that. When you don't have your goal, you don't have your goal. It's not the end of the world. You can still play. But if you're, if you don't have like access to your your secondary weapon, you're in, you're in trouble. I've, I've actually
1: got a question yeah. here, and this is probably a bit off topic, but I still find it very odd that you can equip weapons like swords and guns, but there is no unarmed option. Like you can't go and punch somebody in the face. Yeah, that is pretty weird.
2: I agree, and I've I've asked on the forums. Back in the uh, alpha testing, if we were the opportunity to be able to brawl with each other, actually punch, you know, knock someone out.
1: Like a stun or something. Right.
2: Yeah, like a blackout or something. You, you can drink
1: some grog in the brawl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just seems like weird, like, you know, at the end of the day, whenever you've got nothing left, you know, just punch somebody or with a sword, It'd make it a bit more realistic, you know. Someone could go in like fully on arms, like you got your sword as your secondary weapon and your fist as your first weapon. But <laughs> these are suggestions or will put to uh, developers Hopefully we'll get a developer for an interview down the line. I don't know what Derek's working on, but, you know, we can put it to them then. Right, and one of the issues, too,
0: is if you do decide to go with two guns, if you run out of ammo with those and you don't have an ammo box next to you, you really can't do anything besides run. So, like, it would be nice in that situation to have an unarmed option. Yeah,
2: but they kind of um, they kind of did something to, fi- to fix that. On most of the islands, right. you will find uh, ammo boxes. You just need to remember where they are. And... It's pretty good. Like, yesterday I was fighting, I think, a galleon was looting this island. I forgot the name. I think it was Lone Cove. And we went up to there with our sloop, and we started fighting them. And they ran away on the island, and the guy I was chasing only had a, a flintlock and a and a blunderbuss, and he ran out of the of ammo, so I just chased them around and couldn't find the ammo box. But once I just killed him, I turned around the corner, and the ammo box <laughs> was sucks. right in front of them. So if he had taken them, right. like, if he had turned around... He would have had the upper hand, but he didn't. It's just knowing where the stuff is on the island. Knowledge is more important than actual skills I find in this game.
1: That's the thing I like about this game as well, is it's not a like a, a random number generator sort of loot, like you've got a higher like DPS pistol or, or something, and that's why you've got the upper hand. It's about your tactics and how you think about things. I mean, like even yesterday, I was with a mate of mine, and we were on a sloop being chased down by a galleon, and we're in the wind, they're in the wind, so obviously they're gaining because they're in the galleon, and we found these two rocks in the middle of the ocean. So what we did is we went around the rock and then fretted the ship through the middle of the rocks. We ended up losing the galleon. They didn't realise what we'd done, and it was because we used the tactic. It wasn't about having the better ship or, or whatever it was. It was using your, your head, and that's what makes this game enjoyable as well. Bit off topic, but it's just something I wanted to highlight in the game.
0: No, definitely. Tactics are everything. I mean... I had one situation post-launch where we were being chased by a galleon. We had a lot of treasure, so we didn't really want to engage them just in case. So we used the edge of the map tactic where you go off the edge of the map, do an anchor turn, and they just went into the edge of the map, and they sunk, and we just went off. So that is a nice tactic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: that is good.
0: No, they, they passed by us full speed. There's They shot some cannons at us. They had no clue what was going on, and they just sunk. <laughs>
2: There's a few spaces that I find that are uh, death traps for Galleon, like, just for example, behind Crescent Island. You're right next to the edge of the map, and there's a huge shallow behind the island, so if you want to take down a galleon right there, it's the perfect spot. There's, um up in the wilds, next to Marauder's Arch or something like that, there's a bunch of um, rocks, rock formations, that are like pretty close to each other, so you bring a galleon there, super hard to maneuver basically a death trap so there are many places in the game that are made so that you have to take advantage of your terrain or you risk losing it's not just about like the power of cannons and how many crew you have it's about how smart you play
0: right exactly because if small crew plays smarter then they can outsmart a uh, bigger crew
1: that's why i actually prefer the sloop of the galleon i'd rather do uh also because it's a lot more intimate with just you and one friend doing this but i like the the idea of getting on a ship and thinking oh great we're outnumbered and then you use all the terrain you sort of duck between the arches on islands um which you can go into which is sloop but a galleon won't be able to get through without dragging so like all this sort of stuff that, that's what i love about using sloops you can do a more tactical win whereas the galleon sometimes just about having more firepower and just bombarding something but you know yeah it's a like
2: You ram, like a galleon, you just ram into the sloop, send in two people in the sloop, kill the crew, and repair your ship, and that's it, you
1: won. Sounds like brute force against finesse, (laughs) is the way that I actually look at it. Uh Uh-huh,
0: it is. But just getting back to the developer update real quick, um, they basically have said that early next week there's going to be a patch, and pretty much all these issues that players are facing should be patched early next week, so... Just be patient with the developers. They're working on it. They know about the issues, so just be patient and they'll get to it, but
1: just enjoy what you do Looking have. Looking at those patch notes, Derek, Yeah. something sort of stuck out at me, and I don't know how I feel about it. There's a patch note for those patches that says something about they're bringing in a gold death penalty or something. Have you read that? I have heard a rumor about
0: that. I'm not sure if it was confirmed or not. Do you know if it was confirmed in Yeah, it I've is, gone on that page. It is, it is, it is actually
1: a... Right a thing on their page that says that's what they're going to be implementing. Yeah, it's called
2: the death cost, and it's supposed to, when you die, it's going to take some money out of you, and I think it's a horrible idea. I I do not like it, but then again, I've been wrong before about horrible ideas, so I'm going to wait until I see it, but dying is is fun in this game. You want to die. Die in many funny ways as you can, because it's funny. If I shoot myself out of a cannon, and I die from it, because I break my legs too hard or whatever. I shouldn't be penalized for it. Right, and it kind of of
0: ruins tactics a little bit that way too because if you're trying to be risky and go after a galleon or try to board them or something and you die, there's a little bit more cost to that now. I mean, I guess I understand, but...
2: I think Khaleesi Khaleesi bought um, the global moderator that she mentioned that uh, the death cost would not affect PVP battles because they understand that you can die so many times in PVP. I just don't understand why they would put a death cost just like that. So,
1: so what are they saying? So they're saying if I get, so say me and you come up against the battle scenario, so you kill me, no death penalty. But if I go and run into a snake and he poisons me and I die on the beach, then that's, as they class a stupid death, here's a death penalty off the um off the yeah. the fury of the damned, and off you go.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's how it's supposed to be working.
1: Yeah, I really don't agree with that at all, honestly. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I don't mind those sort of penalties because it's a PVE death, so it it's about your tactics. But if you're not being penalized for a PvP death, I think that's fair at least because if you're getting griefed over and over again, you're not going to be losing any money out of that.
2: Let me spin this around. Let's say you're solo slooping. I love solo slooping. And you see that fort, no one's around. You go do that fort. And you get a wave of shadow skellies. What the hell are you gonna do? The chances that you can take them on yourself, especially at night, they're very low. Like, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. It's obvious you're gonna die. And you're gonna get penalized because you had the guts to go take it on your own. It it kinda of sucks. Like I understand that you're trying to motivate people to play with each other and stuff, but some people really just want to play on their own. And if you're gonna penalize people for like taking on challenges and everything, it just sucks.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. That no, actually that's a good point. I don't need to think about it from the skeleton point. I was thinking more a moral point from the point of view of um, islands. And it might be that might be where Rare's thinking about it. Only from a point of you doing missions on the island. They might not have been infected in the Skeleton Fort challenge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess if they don't have it count for Skeleton Forts, I guess I'm a little more okay with it, because Skeleton Forts, like, you want to take risks. You want to try and kill all those ways, because there's so many ways in a Skeleton Fort. So if they take it away from that part, I guess I'm more okay with it. But just getting into our next topics here, our special guest, obviously, is Sirio, and he's the leader of Fortune Fleet. So, Siri, do you want to tell us a little bit about Fortune Fleet and how it started?
2: Yeah, I'd love to begin with Fortune... Well, we're not a fleet per se, we like to call ourselves the first uh, pirate union on the Sea of Thieves and this means that um, we're wing of every pirate that from any fleet, so, or if you don't have a fleet and you're a captain of your own crew of friends and everything and you want to play with other people or just communicate, well, we've set up this community for like-minded players to come in and enjoy Sea of Thieves as it is, Fortune is uh, one of the found, founding fleets of uh, Sea of Thieves. We've been there since the technical alpha, and we really, really enjoy the game. And we're a, really a bunch of goofs, actually.
0: And with Fortune, do you have like a certain philosophy or goal that players should know about?
2: Well, we have a, a set of values that are really important to us, and that actually drive our whole interactions with each other and with other... Cr- other fleets in the game. Our values are inclusivity, solidarity, sovereignty, and respect. So based on that, like uh, inclusivity, what we mean about that is like whether you're from North America or from Europe or from any other country in the world or uh, a continent in the world, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your culture is or ethnicity. We welcome that. Actually, we, we enjoy being able to share that. Uh, all of that information and and culture. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is or gender. We welcome everyone into our union. Our our value of solidarity is important to us because we want there we want to be there for each other. If someone has an issue with the game, we want to help them out. If someone has an issue within the game, they don't know what how to do this thing or they need tips. We help them out. If someone's doing a fort and their team bails out because they've been sinking too much. Well. They can always come around and ask for help, and we're gonna jump in and help them out. And that's really important to us because too many peoples are left, too many people are left alone in this, in, in video games, and they feel like they don't have anyone to rely on. And we wanna be there for them. And sovereignty is important to us because what that means is that your any any member is actually their own leader. So you choose what you wanna do. I'm I founded. I founded Fortune, but in no way am I going to do I have the right to tell anyone what to do and force people to do what they don't want to do, because that's that's really not the idea. What we want is, like I said in the, post, in the forum post that I made, it's like, you decide on your own objectives. You decide on your own crew. You are the master and commander of your fate. So, if you have your own crew and you come in, well, and you have this hierarchy in your own crew and everything, we respect that. We don't have it in Fortune, but if you want to have that in your own crew, that's fine. And we're going to welcome you in Fortune. But that's just not how we work, which is fine by us because no one in Fortune wants to actually be leader of everyone. And the last one is respect, obviously. The thing is, people are going to say, oh, but you're not respectful with other, with people who do not agree with your values. And I'm going to say, well, our values are really important. And if people do not want to respect our values, then we're going to try to distance ourselves. But that, in no way that does that mean that we're going to stop like, we're going to just bow our head and say, like, no, we, we abide to your criticism or everything. We stand on who we are, and it's really important to us. If we're respected, we're going to give respect to, and vice versa. That's basically our core tenant and at Fortune. That's how we work.
0: Yeah, that all sounds really great to me. And from what I've experienced knowing you and knowing some people in Fortune, I think it's a great group of people. And if you are looking for a fleet, I would definitely check it out. I do love how Fortune, like you said, doesn't require you to play a certain way. You can play whatever way you want to, as long as you follow, you know, the values of respect and things like that that you talked about. Yeah,
2: some people like obviously they go, they they want safe zones and safe outposts. Personally, I don't require that. I don't want that. But I'm not gonna go and and berate them. I mean, they're entitled to their opinion based on that thing, and honestly, it doesn't hurt anyone for them to think that way so we respect the difference of ideas in that in in that respect and and I think it's very important to welcome that because that's that's how you create links and if you want to change people's opinion then especially on subjects that are like that one then you gotta you gotta engage in communication you know
0: right I'd agree with that too which going back to what you said about being inclusive that's all that's about I mean if someone has a different opinion, they want the, their experience to be different. Then they should have that chance to make their experience different. And as long as they're, you know, respecting other players and not actually trying to be harmful to other players,
2: yes. A lot of people think that we're a fleet per se, but we have no actual hierarchy in the group. We have me. I'm basically just a Discord owner, and I'm kind of the spokesman. Spokesman, and we have a bunch of mods. key when koalas attack, Aeronome Rami and Dr. Bullhammer, who are doing a terrific job on the Discord and on the forums. They're very welcoming people. I think I chose the very best that I had at that time. And I'm sure that many more people, many more members are going to rise up to the call if need be. Because we have a lot of people in the union who are quality people and who are very involved in in Sea of Thieves and in the community. And and it's really awesome. Like you, actually. Like you... uh, who uh, started this uh, podcast. It's it's really, really neat.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it's definitely great what you've done. And what exactly made you want to start this, Flake? What was it about the community at the time you started it that said, I want to start this?
2: Well, when I first started getting active in the forums, I joined this fleet and uh, it was very hierarchical. Man, I can't say. (laughs) There was these rankings and stuff and... I have a hard time with ranks and hierarchy and i'm not a very good person with that personally and well i had a fallout and we decided to part well i decided part ways and i made my own stuff and i decided and i worked on this on fortune for like two weeks on my on my little notepad and everything i carried it around thinking of ideas and everything and that's how it came to be made a, a group that did not require that hierarchy, that did not require you to, to bow down to someone's like intentions or ideas because they're the boss. We already all have bosses in our lives. We don't need more bosses in video games.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think it's nice that players have that choice though. If they want the hierarchical system, then they could actually go to that. But I think it's definitely great that Fortune's an option for not having that as well. But when you actually started this, do you, wish the game had included fleets on launch? Or do you think it was better that the players actually got to make it on their own?
2: Well, I think what's interesting with what I had hoped actually is that they actually made ways to group up with different other crews. So you could actually, you know, play with more than just your crew and maybe another crew. What I really wanted about the game was a bigger map and possibilities to actually have like fleets of three or four ships tops you know so you can actually engage in in some bigger play but not not some full scale like uh, eve online stuff it's not what i really wanted what i really wanted was to be able to share that experience with more than just four people you know which is nice because right now you can just make like impromptu uh, arrangements with other crews but you know that when if you team up with three crews there's only another or two on the server which is kind of a letdown
0: So, Sirio, another question I have for you is, what is it like day to day leading up? What other responsibilities do you have?
2: Uh, I'm always checking the Discord. I always have it open. Uh, Honestly, I think I'm on the Discord probably 16 hours and more a day looking it up and trying to handle the newcomers and being active in the community and at the same time i want to play the game and i want to take care of my family and i have to work you know like there's a bunch of stuff going on but i like it it's something that i i enjoy it's that social aspect that it's a social aspect that it's really it's really nice to have so i understand that some people will feel lonely and have difficulty uh, managing their own social lives or and whatever so it's it's nice to have this place that is stress free where you can come and hang out and talk the responsibilities of having that is actually just, you know, being present and keeping the community active and alive, which which is somehow challenging, and, but I'm happy because we have a lot of active members in Fortune who are very vocal and who love to help out, so, it's, so I'm not stuck doing it, all of that on my own, and that's cool. I think the t- most challenging part is actually figuring out the goals and how to, to reach them right now we've reached our goals of the of when it was created in technical alpha which was to create a space a community for like-minded players to join in and to enjoy the game but now the question is where are we going to go with this and it's a it's a subject that we talk about every day with with my moderation team in Fortune. And it's really important to us to figure out where we're going, we're going to go with this because we intend to keep this going for a long time.
0: So, Sirio, I know you're in the technical alpha, and while you can't suppose, like actual civics of that, how has your experience varied from now to then?
2: Well, that's a super good question, actually, because uh, it touches the subject of content, and there's a lot of uh, people saying that this game has no content, which I thoroughly disagree. When I joined the alpha, when the technical alpha in October, there was actually less to do than right now, and I actually found the game very enjoyable with what we had at that at that point. Then they have added a bunch of other features that are currently in game and that have been improved on, and it's it's really fun. There's uh, the content. I think that right now the issue is that people feel like they need to be handheld into um, into entertainment, which I which i disagree. I think the best part is when you're able to make your own adventures and decide what you want to do rather than just being told what you have to do.
0: Right, I agree and that's what I love about the game is you can make your own adventure.
2: Yeah. So since the technical alpha, I think what I enj- what I've enjoyed the most is uh all the the PVPing and while uh, all the PVPing, the ship battles and being able to carry tons of loot on on ship and that's what i enjoy the most
0: definitely i i like that too i also like the pve elements there's honestly pretty much everything i like about the game there's nothing i really don't like but getting into that a little bit what has maybe disappointed you a little bit about what you saw back in the technical alpha that you thought might have been different now
2: what would disappoint me the most is map size i really really thought and they've they've hinted at that we were gonna get a bigger map size than, than what we had in the in the beta, and I really wish we had a bigger map. I really wish we had more open waters. You know, like not just open waters with a bunch of rocks, but you know, open waters where you feel like, you feel like you're just you, you see nothing, nothing for miles, but there's not, that's not in the game.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I know in one of our previous episodes, Drew and I talked about how maybe post-launch there's going to be another map at some point? Do you think they might include that?
2: I sincerely hope they do, and honestly, I think they will. But as the game is pushed as a game of service, you know, like, they're going to be pushing content. But uh, Honestly, I don't know when they're going to do it. I know that in their plan is that in three months they're going to add uh, microtransactions. The, obviously, they're not going to add microtransactions for content like that, but yeah i sincerely hope that they make the the maps larger and that they add more life to the sea than just just kraken. kraken is the kraken but there should be more
0: yeah i mean i've seen some rumors that possibly like sea snakes or something could be involved because people have seen skeletons so maybe that's something they'll involve to give it more life later on
2: or just you know like since there's mermaids where do they live no stuff like that you know they just don't come out of nowhere there should be they should have places where they live, so there, sh- there should be a civilization. There's a lot of stuff that can be done in the water, and that they should be doing in the water, in my opinion.
1: They should have a, uh, a hidden underwater temple. That's what they should have underwater. Like, you just dive down to that mm-hmm. temple, then you get some, like, uh, some treasure, and that's where the mermaids live. Which, another idea you had in one of our previous
0: episodes, Drew, was where we talked about having another civilization where say the royal navy or like kind of like tortuga in the pirates of caribbean where you can go there and that's where like pirate civilization thrives so that'd be interesting to include something like that in picture
2: well i think that the that idea is going to be part of the the construction of the game in the in the long run because right now as they've stated many times we're just we're not even at the golden age of piracy, piracy yet we're, we're at the beginning we're at, we're we're the founders of what sea of thieves is going to become so we're going to see the world change before us. Outposts are going to, in my opinion, and I really hope that it is, outposts are going to be changing. Uh, new places are, are going to rise. It's not going to be just little shanties, shanty towns uh, and stuff like that. It's, I think we're going we're gonna to be seeing more of that Tartuga, Nassau, and other pirate islands. They're going to come up, but not now,
1: soon. I think that would be the way to get around all these people that say they want a safe zone, right? You can't do a safe zone, but maybe if they introduce the Royal Navy and have like one town which the Royal Navy protects, that's the safe zone. Yeah, you know what I mean? That that'd be the only way to get around it. And I'd only want one in the whole game, so that's like your hub. That's where your mini games and everything are as well.
2: I kind of agree and I kind of don't. I don't really want a safe zone. I want if if there's safe zones, I want players to make them, but. Yeah, but how it is right now, we just get like a five or six ships per server, so there's no point actually.
1: They need to increase that as well. I mean, the five to six ships per server, it's sort of good on some timers, but then there's other games where I'll go nearly my whole session and see maybe one other ship. It's just they need to increase the ships or I don't know how they'll get around it, but. Yeah, it doesn't feel like an online MMO sort of game at the moment. Um, and that might just be because of my play sessions. Maybe there's other servers where they're, they're there all It doesn't
2: want to be an MMO. It wants to be a shared world adventure game, a swag game. So it's normal that we have no, a true, six yeah. six ships. The thing is, if they increase the map size, then we could maybe have 12 ships, you know, if they double the map size. And that's, that would be way more interesting.
1: Yeah, like, I'm surprised that um, they don't even have... And I think it's just flare stuff, but you know when you go to an outpost and you've got the gold hoarders there, the Order of Souls, and the Merchants Alliance. Like, how do they get there? You don't even see like their ships yeah. sort of docked anywhere mm-hmm. or, or anything. You know what I mean? There's just little flare things, which I think they need to sort of add. Yeah. So they're not player ships, but at least they're. It makes it feel more like a a port. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I do. I think we need more information on where do do these factions come and maybe they the idea is for us to purchase those lore books and art books and etc to know the premise of cfts of but it should be in game somehow like honestly some people don't want to sh- don't want to shell out the 40 50 bucks for the book so they need some insight on what's been going on in the yeah, game yeah i mean somehow. i know they
0: have said that you have like the lore you can find on the islands i haven't seen that yet i don't know if you have serio but Maybe that's a way we'll find out a little bit.
2: I think the lore, what they mean is, you know, like those those cave paintings of a uh, big-ass shark over there and, uh, oh, there's that bird and the tentacles. And, you know, that's the lore. There's not actual more than that from what I've seen.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen anything else either. I mean, because I know they said that you'd find, like, lyrics to shanties. So I didn't know if, like, you find a message in a bottle, pick it up, and it would, like, tell you something about someone. I didn't know if that's like, going to work or not, but...
2: No, it's not in... From as far as I know, it's not in. And I might well, be wrong.
0: maybe they should edit it then, but... I mean, I know, like you said, that the lore book and art book, you can find a little more about those, so... It is nice if you do want to buy those, but also, as you said, if you don't want to spend the money on those, you should have another way to find it out. Mm-hmm. But just getting into our launch experiences a little bit, I know you and Drew also played in the technical alpha. I had not, so what are the differences you've seen in like the Order of Souls, for example, from the Technicoth? Basically, you just mean, like, do you like how it's progressed since then?
2: I like the Order of Souls. I've always liked the Order of Souls. I like the idea of uh, hunting skeletons and skulls back. And I love how the skulls glow and they're mystical and everything. I think that's that's super cool. Unfortunately, I, I cannot comment on how it was before and and how it's progressed up to now. But what I can say is that I think the Order of Souls has its, its value in Sea of Thieves because Sea of Thieves is not just this pirate game. It also has that mysticism that is omnipresent. I mean, that green glow when you, uh, when you uh, discover the quest, you know, like the quest objective for your gold hoarders and everything, that's magic. That's Order of Soul stuff. When you die and you don't actually die, that's Order of Soul stuff. You know, that, that's stuff related to, to your Order of Souls and I think that we should see more of them. And I cannot wait to hit the higher levels of, uh, of progression and reputation to see what the game shows us. I mean, it would be insane to see, like, big-ass skeleton monsters come out of the water because you've summoned them, you know?
1: I think with The Order of Souls as well, um, without, as serious saying, going into specifics, I know a lot of the bug reports that I put in and the feedback I gave from Technical Alpha without saying what that was. I have noticed that Rare have taken that on board and what else was discussed in the Technical Alpha forums, and they've actually used that to enhance the Order of Souls. So, yeah, without going to specifics, it has come a long way since it was an Alpha, and a lot of that was due to Rare listening to our feedback. So, it is quite interesting to play, and it is one of my favorite factions right now in the life.: Oh, demo. yeah,
2: definitely. It's really more engaging than uh, some of the quests that we might have. Order of Souls, while well, sometimes it's not very rewarding money-wise, it's really, really more engaging, and you get the mechanic. like, if you spend some time trying to understand what you're doing, you can understand some basic combat mechanics that are really important in the game, so I think Order of Souls definitely, for me, definitely one of my favorite Right, which I think, like you're
0: saying, too, it's definitely rewarding with the experience, because the experience of Order of Souls, you know, going to kill some pirate for their bounty that's a really cool experience. So it is rewarding in that aspect.
1: I think the way it's broken down too is it's catering to a specific sort of player. So if you like the kill missions, go and do an Order of Souls mission. If you like just finding treasure and riddles, go do gold hoarders. If you love just running around making deliveries, doing sort of escorty sort of missions, go do the Merchants Alliance. So the way they've done the factions to break it up, it's it works out very well for the everyday player to do something that fits their playstyle, But unfortunately you're going to have to do all three of their missions to get to your legendary status.
2: Yep. Which is sometimes a bit of a letdown, but in the end, I think it's all worth it. I just wish there was a way to, you know, not just being a legendary pirate. Doesn't mean that you just grind it through levels, but that you actually are recognized by a community and stuff like that because And it might sound like petty and stuff, but the first legendary pirate that's going to come out, he's going to be the first legendary pirate because he's grinded his way there. It doesn't mean that he's the most skilled or that he's the smartest. It could just mean that they've been account sharing their way up to a legendary pirate.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The the thing that I find uh, interesting in all this as well, most of the community is going to know who's... A good pirate, like they're gonna watch their Twitch streams, they're gonna watch their YouTube videos. They're gonna be grouped with them and talk to other people. Like I 100% agree with Syria. You don't recognize somebody on legendary because they grinded it out. It might be that Twitch channel you watched where somebody live went and just took out a kraken with just their sword and that was it. Yeah, that would be like a legendary pirate tale. Not, oh, I've got three factions to uh level 50. How good am I? So, like, mate, you didn't go to work. You sat down sure. and, and grinded for you know two weeks. So, the way that it's sort of going out legendary, I mean, there has to be something in game to facilitate it, but there there needs to be other prerequisites for you to to gain that. Like, it might be, you might not have grinded, but by taking out a Kraken just with your sword, like, on the final encounter where he wraps the ship out and you you kill him with your sword, that's a a prerequisite. If you take down, like, 100 Galleons in a sloop by yourself with no no help whatsoever, that's like a legendary thing grinding a rep, that's not legendary to me. On the
2: first day I played um, Sea of Thieves, the launch, uh, in the first 45 minutes I've encountered Kraken, and my team and and my crew and I, we've just, we destroyed it completely. We got the achievement, and when we got the achievement, it said 0.67% of the player base has received the achievement. Does that make me a legendary pirate? No, not at all. But, like, there needs to be, like, ways... To be recognized in this game because it is a community game that is not just about grinding or having the most gold. Like, having the most gold is actually more interesting than just, you know, being hitting 50 on everything. Having the most gold, having the most skills, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to define, you know. I, I want to be... My goal is to become a legendary pirate, but not just because I've grinded all of that, but because people are going to recognize me for my play style, for... The way I interact with others you know that's that's who I want to be that's what I've been working on since I started playing technical alpha some people, like people know me in the in the forums they know my name because I post stuff because I try to be relevant but also because when I play the game, I try to bring this persona in that they're gonna remember me with so people know that uh, that I'm a fierce I'm a fierce pirate because I want to fight everyone I see. And then I make good with them after after killing them. You know, like, that's who I want to be. I want to be a terror at the sea. I've always said that. And being a terror at the sea versus being the guy who grinded the, the 50, I don't know what's best.
0: Right, which I definitely see that. I mean, I think one of the cool ways they have included that you can show off your legendary status is they said that when you have your legendary ship, you can post screenshots and hang them on your wall. I think that's going to be one cool way you can kind of showcase that a little more. Maybe you had a cool moment where you killed the Kraken, or maybe you had a cool moment where you took on, like, three galleons, and you can kind of show a screenshot of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you want it to, to the point where, if somebody sees your ship, and they recognize your ship coming over the horizon, it's not like, oh, he grinded 50, 50 levels. It's like, oh, crap, I remember that guy. He's he's awesome at just taking out other ships. Let's turn our ship and go the other way. Like, you want to be known for that. You want to, You want to be recognizable... That's what a legendary pirate is. Not oh, he grinded three levels of three um, right. factions at 50 levels. I mean, where's where's the drama? Yeah, exactly. Where's the suspense? And what's going to happen in that?
2: Because at some point we're all going to be legendary pirates, right? Everyone's going to hit 50. right, which they've even said that, yeah. So
1: well, everyone's going to hit 150 if we really want to get down to <laughs> <so>. it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. We're all going to hit caps, or we're all going to be legendary pirates, and then we're then they're going to have to step it up. Rare's going to have to bring us a, a new level for us to attain. But, in all honesty, I don't think we... Like, that's why I'm not rushing to Legendary Pirate, because those the first Legendary Pirate, I can assure you that I'm going to be able to sink him, because I have have more experience. I know this game.
1: Right. What's going to be the next thing they do? Are they going to then say, well, instead of raising the level cap, now we're going to introduce a new faction, like obviously a fisherman or something, and now you've got to get 50 levels of catching fish, or, you know, a faction of people with minigames, you got get 50 levels of playing minigames, like... There's got to be somewhere to progress without just getting reputation grinds. I do kind of trust them to do that, though. I mean, I don't
0: know where you see the game going in a year, Serio, but I definitely see them developing this a lot more, and I do see a lot more content on the way, so I'm not really worried about it personally. I know some players are. I'm not
2: worried about the content release. I think they're doing a pretty good job listening to the community needs, so honestly, I think the game's going into a pretty good direction. I'm not worried about it, honestly. I think they actually. I think that my concerns right now about the legendary pirate status is, is valid, but I think they're actually working on it at the time being. So I have faith in Rare and the development team. So I think we're in pretty good hands for the future.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think they're going to do a good job with it. I think everything they've shown us so far shows us that they want to listen to the community and they want to make this game as best as it can be. So. I definitely don't have any worries at all that they're going to make this game even better going forward. So I think anyone that is worried about that, just, you know, have some patience. Look at the track record they've had so far and just know that they're going to try and do what they can for the community. But getting back to what we were talking about with launch experiences a little bit, we did touch on the Order of Souls. I know from my experience, this is my brand new experience with it. I definitely did enjoy it. It's a little bit harder by yourself, I would say, if you're brand new, because you're going to use up some resources to kill all those captains. So, if you're brand new at it, I would recommend trying it with someone else first, just to get a feel for it. But, it definitely is a lot more, I guess, intense and fun by yourself, because you have no one else to help you at your back, and you have to use more tactics that way.
1: Have you enjoyed it by yourself? Basically, from my experience with The Order of Souls, i found a good tactic to use, especially on those pirate kill missions, is, if you can get them lined up, you basically do your charge attack with your sword, and you run through them. Mm-hmm. That that clears them out a bit. And then, as Sirio was saying earlier, if you can position yourself near a, ammunition crate, um, you basically work around that ammunition crate, and just keep striking through, the boss will come out, and you just, kite him. You shoot him, run around, kite him out of ammo, get to that ammo box, and just keep doing it. So, it is definitely doable um, with tactics for a single player, and I've done a lot of my Order of Souls single. But, you know, it's teach each his own, like, everyone will find their, their footing in the game and they'll find the proper way to do it.
2: Like you said, Mr. Noobs, uh, the best way to clear skeletons is to use your sword lunge, uh, unless they're the gold skeletons and, unless, and the, the weed skeletons. Sword lunging is the most efficient way to to dispatch skeletons, because whenever you hit with a sword lunge, uh, you do not have to catch breath, and so you can move almost instantly after. So you just got to keep range, hold that guard up, and sword lunge. Just sword lunge, and you're going to kill everything.
1: It's also um, effective because you don't just take one skeleton out. If you line them up, you can take three or four enemies out in one hit. Yep, so
0: exactly. That, right.
1: That's why I love that move.
0: Yeah, another tactic too, like along those lines you can kind of use your cannons, too, and just line your ship up close enough. That way you can use your cannons to take out a bunch of skeletons. So that's another tactic I've tried.
2: Yeah, It's good for solo players. Um, I don't personally like it as much because you waste a lot of cannonballs. True. But it's uh, it's it's really good for solo players because sometimes you just get overwhelmed, especially when they all have like pistols and they just <laughs> <you> get off <laughs> right. your boat and you're dead. It's incredible.
1: The only time I'm using cannonballs on the skeletons is if I'm at a fort. Like, we'll kite them all to the, the shore, and then you get that massive group at the fort and you blow them up with cannonballs. When you're doing these Order of Souls, as you were saying, Sirio, it's just a, a waste of cannonballs. Because you'll use them on these guys, you'll then leave the island and there'll be a galleon or a sloop sitting behind you, and you're like, well, I can't defend myself now because I wasted it on skeletons. Like, that's, once again, strategy and tactics.
0: Right, yeah, it just depends how you use your resources a little bit, because, I mean, I have found, it was only one time, but I did find one situation where I was out of bananas, so I had no other way to heal myself, so I had to think of some other way to kill them, so I did Mm -hmm. use the cannonballs that way, but it just depends on what resources you have. But Drew did mention the skeleton force a little bit. Um, From the final beta, they have added those new skeletons we talked about, and I think it does add a much more varied experience in the Skeleton Forts. I definitely love the way the new Skeletons operate in those Forts. How have you found them, Syria?
2: I love the Skeleton Forts. Um, on, When they first released on beta, uh, it felt more of a chore. It was the same crap over and over, so it, it kind of sucked. But now that they added those gold Skellies and the, the weed Skellies and the shadow Skellies, it, it's so much fun. It's, I, I'm really enjoying it all those different tactics you actually have to move around the fort and like what i used to do before is i would camp this stairwell and i would just line them up there and run around circles on the second floor of the fort and i would dispatch all the skeletons with my blunderbuss it's super simple takes forever now now it's really fun you have to use different tactics you got to use your your light to kill the shadow skellies you gotta smack those uh, those weed skellies with your with your sword to remove their uh, their leaf armor you got to throw water on the gold skellies. It's super interactive.
1: The thing I love about that serial as well is when you mention the shadow skellies, that's where you need to be with your crew. Like if you're in a two-man, you need to be together. So one person oh, is yeah. holding the lamp up at them, and then you're just striking through with the lunge. That's, that's right. where I love the teamwork coming into effect in that.
2: And when you're on your own, you got to wait for that daylight because if you want to take on those uh, shadow skellies on your own at night, good luck. Good luck. Yeah,
0: it's
1: not
2: going to
0: work out that well. Now, I think the shadow ones are definitely the toughest, from my experience, because the other two, it seems like the gold ones are obviously very slow in water, so you just lead them into a pond or something. You can kind of dispatch them pretty easily that way. And the, I guess, jungle ones, I don't really know if there's a technical name for it, but I just call them the jungle skeletons. But
2: I like weed skellies. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's just me.
0: So maybe weed skellies, whatever you prefer. Those ones, I mean, I think those are really easy to dispatch with a sword, I'd actually say that those are a little bit easier than regular skeletons at some points. But the shadow ones are definitely very tough, especially at night. Do you have any tactics that you use to take out the shadow skeleton besides the light that might help other players?
2: Um, run. <laughs> <laughs> run, 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 try to line them up in a small corridor and run.
1: Run, oh, and make sure you're only fighting them in daylight. If it gets dark, right. yeah, run, definitely run.
2: Run. <laughs> the, I think one of the most important things for anything in Sea of Thieves, learn when to run. That's really important. Because if you think you're a badass that can take everything, well, you're not. You're just going to die. Running is really important in this game.
1: Which is back once again to where it's not a game where you have the best armor and you rank up armor and all this other stuff. It's about skill and tactics. So in this, running is a viable tactic. The same as ship combat. You just need to know when you beat or when you're going to fail. And run away, regroup, come back with a new tactic.
0: Exactly. Definitely. Which, in those situations, that might be where you want to use the cannons, like you were saying, Drew, where you just line them up all at the gate or something, use your ship's cannons to actually help you out. So you just have mm. one player run back to the ship, another player's already on the cannons, they just blow them away. So that is a nice tactic. Oh, yeah, for just... I forgot
1: I'd done that. Yeah. yeah, it's in my fourth video about skeleton forts. <laughs> <laughs> Check that out on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely a great tactic for skeleton forts. Uh... I loved using that tactic. You've got to bear in mind, though, that video i done, that was in beta. So I'm going to have to redo that video now with the the new skeleton types because those tactics probably don't work now.
0: Right, which speaking about from beta to now with the skeleton forts, I know last episode I said I was a little bit underwhelmed by the treasure. That has definitely changed in the full game. The treasure is so much more now that it actually does feel like it's more than you can handle because they have tea crates, they have salt crates, little ornaments so like silk yeah, spices
2: exactly. stronghold skulls stronghold chest it's really fun i would even add more but that's just because i'm greedy
0: i mean do you think it's a little bit
2: over yeah but i think
1: they've got to strike a balance too sir. we can't have like just everything there because then there'll be no incentive to do anything but skeleton forts so i understand why they haven't stacked it for a balance point of view right that's kind
0: of what i was going to get at too like in terms of reputation and stuff, I mean, if they made it even more, basically that's all you'd have to ever do to get reputation is just do a skeleton fort. So I think they have struck a decent balance so far.
2: Yeah. Skeletons for are rare and they give like, what, between ten thousand and thirteen thousand and gold. So it's good. I like how they balance it. You're right. I just, you know, it's just my greed talking that I want more right. loot all the time.
0: <laughs> no, more loot is always nice. So. Have you guys had a lot of experience where you had to fight off ships at Skeleton Forts? I haven't had to do it too much. I've had a little bit, but...
1: I'm that annoying person that shows up when you're in the Skeleton Fort and I bombard you. So I've had that experience, but I've been the griefer. So (laughs) sorry, everybody.
2: I'm always the griefer. I usually, when I solo sloop, I I try my luck. You know, that's the idea is to find ways to uh, be clever about how you're going to earn your money. If you're by yourself and you see a galley in white, just go and lie. Say that you're going to be helpful. And plant some explosive barrels and boom-booms and everything in their ship. So when it's over, you just kill them. And that's it.
0: And then they'll be very pissed, but if you get back to the outpost first, then who cares, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, I don't think I've ever been the griefer yet. I've been more like, I got to the skeleton fort first and then somebody came to attack us. I've never been in that situation yet, but it is nice that you have another thing to worry about because you know you're in the middle of dealing with the skeletons there's another ship that comes on you have to deal with them and then in the middle of dealing with that with sharks swimming around you so like it is a very varied experience which i do love
2: oh yeah and getting pelted by those freaking forts man yeah <laughs> i swear
0: one of the experiences i really like love but also hate at the same time like when i was trying to sneak up on one of the other ships i was trying to board them and then a shark attacked me so like like, oh man, I had this plan, and then the shark rooted so it. So it is nice that they have that. To...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you use the strike crew tactic to get from the shore to the ship, though, Derek? Because you can get to a ship really quick that way. The shark was just already on me before I could even try that at that point. But I, I had sword lunge. That, yeah. yeah, but what I mean is, before the sharks, that you stand on the edge of the shore, right? So you're not even in the water yet. You're just on the edge of the water, and you lunge towards the ship, and it's like a, a rocket boost to get to the side of the ship. Mm-hmm. It's a very useful tactic.
2: There's a more advanced tactic, and I would suggest you follow on the forums this uh, pioneer called Subzar, who's made a very extensive guide on melee combat, and he brings up this uh, advanced sword lunge tactic, which, is, which I personally call it the leapy jump, <laughs> which, is, um, which is the sword lunge basically with a jump at the end, which makes you fly even further and faster away. But there is a special way to do it. And it's not just simply hold down your left bu- button and jump. It's You have to bring up your guard. And then once you have your guard up, then you can do it.
0: That's interesting.
2: Melee combat. People say melee combat is not very good in this game. I'm saying that melee combat is special. And that you got to understand the intricacies of the combat to actually master it. Because it's not just about clicking, clicking, clicking. If you just click, you're going to die.
1: Oh, it's, it's all positioning and your actual tactic about it too. So... I mean, that's what I like about this game, is it's not um, just shoot and hope for the best. It's your positioning, your aiming, um, you know, just everything. You, you can't just, you know, swipe and slash and hope for the best. I mean, you can, but it's probably going to get you killed. Right. It usually doesn't work out. I mean, sometimes you might get
0: lucky, but it, it depends on the situation a little bit. So, I haven't seen that advanced sword tactic you are talking about serio but I'll definitely have to look into that. It sounds pretty interesting. But, getting into a little bit about the other things from the final beta we already had the gold horrors and merchant alliance obviously have either of you had any opinions changed since that from launch is there anything that you feel differently about the merchant alliance or gold horrors that you do now than you did in the final beta
1: it's um not my playstyle. um i mean i'll do it just to get the legendary part that is but that that being said i mean some people enjoy that sort of mission style so from beta to now my opinion hasn't changed on it i'll i'll get around to it that's that's basically
2: how I feel about it. <laughs> I've always enjoyed the Gold Hoarders uh, quest. I like seeing shiny chests. So it's not so bad. It's always, like, it's always a good fun for me to do Gold Hoarders. Merchant Alliance, I have a bit more trouble because I, have, uh, I don't enjoy it as much being constrained by time. And like I feel it's a lot of uh, going back and forth, which I don't necessarily enjoy that much. But that being said... Yesterday I had an hour to play before going to work. I did a quest for the Merchant Alliance, and I was happy. You know, I, I got some cash. I boosted my rep, and I and I went to work. So, I think it fits different playstyles, and I think that's that's really it's relevant, and, I, and it's useful to have right. different games like different types like that.
0: I think that's the key because me personally, I actually enjoy the Merchant Alliance, which a lot of players might find is what you enjoy the Merchant Alliance like, but. I kind of enjoy that play style where like I'm on a mission. I have to complete this mission by a certain time, and like I enjoy that aspect where I'm against the clock. You know, I have to beat the clock. Obviously, the clock isn't really that important right now in early levels, but I assume in the higher levels, I have okay, you have two days to find these you know chickens and snakes or whatever you have to find. So, I do enjoy that aspect, and also with like the cannonball crates I've found, in the message and bottles and stuff it does add a varied aspect to the game where you have to decide, do I want to put these cannonballs in here and turn them in because then I won't have any to defend myself or do I not want to do that? So I do think it has some varied gameplay in there that is enjoyable for me. But just touching on some of our experiences since launch, do either of you have any experiences you want to highlight that were really fun since launch?
2: My favorite experience since launch was uh, coming up to the Kraken the first time. It was really unexpected and it was really exciting I think the feeling of finding the Kraken and fighting him was really fun, but the f- actual fight for the first time was pretty underwhelming. They, the Kraken didn't kill anyone in our crew and did not uh, do any damage to our ship. So. But then the next day I fought the Kraken again and it was a completely different experience. It was really hard. almost got killed. I got sucked in by, uh, by one of the tentacles. It, w- it was really fun, you know, like it was challenging. I really want to see more of that Kraken. I really want to see the evolution of the Kraken because uh, so far as we know, we can only fight the tentacles, but I am fairly certain that at some point, since we don't actually kill the Kraken, that at some point the Kraken's going to come up again and we're going to see a bigger Kraken.
1: Sirio, I haven't actually even seen the Kraken in the game and I've been playing straight for nearly three days. So is there like saying you need to do to get the Kraken or is there a specific point in the game where it is? Because some people say it a few times, and I haven't seen it once.
2: Well, yeah, for the forum hunters and the, the the sleuths, Rare has released last year a map of possible counters in the sea. And there's little white circles, so I'm not going to provide any link to it because I think that the, the search is... More interesting than uh, you know finding it, but yeah, there's uh, definitely some spawn zones for the krakens. And while I haven't been using that map, I can definitely tell you that the kraken has different spawn zones around the the map, and it's not just stuck to one place.
0: So when you encountered it, you just encountered it randomly, or did you yep. like actually hunt for it?
2: No, r- random encounter. I was actually nice. the second time I was I encountered the kraken. I was following the sloop around because I wanted to uh, loot it and. As I was getting really close to it, we got attacked by the Kraken, and then the Sloop came to try to take advantage of the Kraken fight, and the Kraken destroyed the Sloop. <laughs>
0: it was pretty good. I guess that helps you out. Yeah,
2: it did, because we were running really low on supplies.
0: Well, you should thank the Kraken then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give him some extra food next time.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some bananas in the water.
0: <laughs> exactly. No, but touching on my favorite experience, I think it was one of those skeleton forts. I had a friend and I on a sloop, and we took down the skeleton fort just together on a sloop, which I was really proud of. I mean, I know a lot of other players have probably done that too, but just taking down that fort just by the two of us, it was definitely a fun experience. So yeah, I think that covers most of our experiences in the actual game so far. I think it was a great launch, and that's basically all we have for today. So I want to thank Sirio very much for being our first guest and being a great guest. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Sirio.
2: Thank you for having me. And thank you, uh, Drew, for uh, participating too and having me too. It's, it's been great fun and I really enjoy taking part of, of the Sea of Thieves community because it's magic. Honestly, this game is full of magic. It, I think it's based on it. Not necessarily real magic, but you know, like the magic <laughs> right. of pirates and everything. You know, it's, it's stuff that we... That when I was a kid, uh, I wish I could have been a pirate.
0: I think a lot of people have that experience, so I, I think it's definitely going to be a fun game going forward.
2: And I would like to make a special shout out to the Fortune members and my buddy Bullhammer, who has been helping me since the beginning with Fortune. Uh, I would also like to thank all the the community team, Hands, Khaleesi, for helping us, well, for helping maintain this uh, community healthy, and I would like to thank Rare for making this wonderful game. Thank you so much. This is a great opportunity.
0: Definitely. I think the community's been great. I think Rare has been great. And I know it's going to continue that way. So I'm definitely looking forward to what we have in store. But just in terms of contacting us, if you want to contact us, Sirio, how can people contact you if they want to get a hold of you? Or if they want to find out more about Fortune?
2: Well, you can hit me up on Discord. My screen name is SirionDB well, whatever, hashtag 6892. I, I don't even know what the name of that square <laughs> thing is anymore. You can always hit me up on the forums, SirionDB. You can hit me on Xbox with the same name. I'm always, I'm always on my computer, basically. I work on my computer, so you can always hit me up. I'll, re- or I'll respond sooner or later.
0: And for me, you can find me on Twitter at Derek Blaze. You can also email me, d.blaze89 at gmail.com. Those are the two main ways to contact me. Or you can find me on Discord as well. My gamer tag is Shadow of the Statue, Mr. Noobs. How can people contact you if they want to contact you?
1: Pretty much the usual ones. Uh, you can get me on at Twitch at Mr. Noobs TV. I now have an email, which is noobs at mrnoobs.tv, and just follow the uh, the YouTube channel, and we'll get some good content out to you. Definitely, and um, we appreciate everyone listening.
0: You can find us on multiple different platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anything like that pretty much. So just find us and subscribe and give us some feedback and let us know how we're doing. So thank you again, Serial, for coming on. Thank you for Drew being on here again. And we really appreciate it. And we will see you all next time. Fortune favors a lot of the boys. Bold. Thank you. We'll see you next time.